Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. 5.02 p.m. in the Southland on a live imaging Tuesday. Shit, I don't and cap. It is also a Lakers celebration Tuesday. We will get back to the genius that is George Sedano and that Lakers breakdown in a moment. But first, it is time for what you need to know. Brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Take it away, producer Lindsay. Thanks, Christopher. No, no, come on. So no. wacky. <laughs> you are wacky. So wacky. By the way, side note very quickly, the Philadelphia 76ers are up 12 points here in the second quarter, 38-26 to 26 in Boston. Let's oh go, Philly. God. I'm rooting for Philly. Wow. And they just stole the ball again. Oh, my goodness. This is not going Boston's way. That's, uh, I'm sure people here love that. 40-26. to 26. Timeout, Boston. You gutless, Boston. I just yawned on camera. I'm sure you do all that? the YouTubers are like, oh, my God. He's, He's you're gutless. gutless. You are gutless. All right, go ahead. And exhausted. Take it away, Lindsay. All right, guys. So this what you need to know comes from Dodgers reporter Bill Plunkett. Who oh, said, from Mason and Ireland fame. Who posted this tweet that I found very interesting. Okay, so it says Dodgers are staying at the legendary haunted Feister Hotel. Fister. Fister Hotel in Milwaukee, but Feister. not Mookie Betts. He rented an Airbnb for some friends and is staying there just in case the stories about ghosts are true. He said he doesn't really believe in ghosts, but doesn't want to find out he's wrong. Now, he stayed there <laughs> before in the past, but I guess... A lot of people are freaked out by that hotel. Yeah, he said he, I, he I have can't never, sleep. I have never stayed there. Um, I've met someone for drinks there, but I've never stayed there. But even non-players have told me stories about that place. People like who, who only go there every once in a while for like covering a game or whatever... Um, yeah, it's. Uh, I've heard a lot of crazy stories about that place. Never been, um, but I will just say this. I don't even want to test, tempt fate. You know, like if you tell me this place is haunted, yeah. I will I won't sleep at night. I'll just be waiting for something, like some ghost to move something, and then I'll hear it. I'll go, oh, that was it. That's yeah. exactly what so, Mookie Betts said. Richard Jefferson uh, told me a story. This is actually a funny Fister story, where uh, the haunted hotel in Milwaukee, um, where he... <laughs> He knew who was staying in the room next to him. And, it, you know, sometimes the rooms have, like, the adjoining doors. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, they're locked on both sides because they're different people in the different rooms. And he knew some of our colleagues were on the other side. And, like, he started banging on the door. Help me! Help me! <laughs> and the women were in the other room were freaking out. And they were screaming, oh, my God! What's happening? Can we help? Oh, pick up the phone! And then he, like, ran out of the room, banged on their front door. They opened the door, and they saw him just laughing his ass off. It was pretty funny. How was that? Was that a master class in horror films? I thought it was pretty good. It was good passion. But uh, sometimes Shadano's best at hoop. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not bets. It was kind of wacky. (laughs) It was wacky. Uh, All right. That is what you need to know. Brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. So everyone discounted. The bubble championship. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Oh, Mickey Mouse ring. We didn't win real front of fans and blah, blah, blah. And that wasn't a real finals. Nobody cared. Blah, blah, blah. You played on video against video boards. Um, a lot of blah, blah, blahs in there, too. I mean, yeah. you kind of went from like complaint to blah, blah, blah as if to indicate there were more complaints. There's more complaints. Then you came back to another actual English complaint. Right. 
And then went more blah, blah, blahs. Right. Three blah, blah, blahs. Did you right. write that down in your notes, Cap? No, no. <laughs> Text it to yourself. I texted it to myself. Yeah, there you go. No, sir. So the fascinating part of all of this is for all the discounting of the bubble yeah. that was done, mm-hmm. the teams right now that have a stranglehold on their series mm-hmm. are the two teams that were in the NBA Finals in the bubble. And if you really look at it, mm-hmm. okay, the teams, the other two Final Four teams in Denver and Boston, and Boston, yeah, are both in this round of the of the playoffs, and both are favored to win their series still at this point. So it's funny. Remember, everyone discounted the bubble. Oh, that wasn't real basketball. Uh, even though I think it was the most purest form of basketball. Like those guys were. I don't think we've ever seen guys play at that kind of level if we're just talking about the way they played basketball. Guys were shooting out of their mind. It was only basketball they were focused on. There was no outside distractions. It was literally them away from the world. So then... Yeah. I'm trying to get to where you're going here. So wait, so what are you saying? You're saying that the Heat and the Lakers who played in Orlando's COVID bubble... Yes. Those two teams played for the championship that year. Right. They both have strangleholds in their series at the moment. Right. They're both alive. They're both up three games to one in their respective series. Correct? Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. And? Is that all you wanted to do? No, yeah, I just want to clarify. Okay. So, and? Okay. But then what happened was everyone made fun of the bubble. Everyone said it wasn't real basketball. And then the next year, everybody broke down. The Lakers broke down. Denver had injuries. Jamal Murray busted his knee. Just came back this year. Um, the Heat broke down that year. Uh, Boston broke down that year, and they didn't ever. They didn't get. They weren't able to advance because the season started quickly. Nobody was ready for the season. The season went too late for those teams. While everybody else was back home already, out of the bubble. And what happened? Phoenix went there. Kind of an outlier team. Right, that no one really expected because they were they didn't even make the playoffs the year before, got to the finals in an injury riddled Western Conference, and the Milwaukee Bucks and Giannis finally ascended through the East despite multiple disappointments already, and they finally got them that championship after 50 years, but they did it in front of no fans in an injury riddled league with the top four teams from the previous year all completely disheveled due to injuries and not advancing in the playoffs. So which year now should be the one that we discount? 2020 or 2021? Well, Because I'd make the case it's 2021, not 2020. All right, I got to tell you something. Okay, listen to me. You just put me in a trance. Okay, anybody who was watching the YouTube show saw me go into a trance. We were talking about the haunted hotel. Yeah. You just put me in a trance. But you see, the thing was, I was listening very intently. Mm -hmm. What you're saying to us is this. The teams that were the most successful in the bubble, mm-hmm. the Lakers who won, mm-hmm. the, uh, the 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 Heat who played in the championship, Denver and Boston, Denver and Boston who were both in the semifinals. The final four, yeah. Okay, those final four teams yeah. in 2020 in the bubble, right. were the last four standing. Right. The following year, 2021, ravaged by injuries, all of them, all four teams injured, right. played longer, played later, right. season started early because the, there was the whole delay during COVID, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Then the following year, as all four of those teams were injured, other teams stepped up. You mentioned Phoenix and obviously Milwaukee. Mm -hmm. Okay, And here we are back today with those same four teams all still alive. And the two championship contenders, both with, to use your words, strangleholds on their series. 
Do you understand how intently I just listened to you? I did, yes. I was in a trance. Were you able to draw anything from that? Yes, because I didn't know where you were going. In other words, to me, if you say to me right now, are the bubble teams, the Heat and the, the Lakers on a collision course, and is there some irony that they're both alive and headed towards a, ch- a potential rematch? They were ridiculed. Those teams got through what I think is the toughest season in NBA history and were got their reward for that was ridicule. Like, I've never seen anything like it. But what you're saying is, is that the following year, right. is that they those, were all hurt. And the other teams lucked out. And... And yet we do not look back at 2021 with ridicule when it should have been, oh, dude, if anything, that championship was was more cheapened, right? Not that I think any championship is cheapened, but if we're going to do this on a sliding scale, the 2020 championship, way harder than the 2021 championship because you're still sleeping in your own beds, okay, in 2021. There's no fans in the in the stands. You're just playing hoops, in an empty arena for the most part with broadcast people there. So, and all the injuries mounted up. To me, if I'm going to look at a season that we look back and say, yeah, that one wasn't equal to the others, it's 2021. It's not 2020. Are you saying, though, that you don't think it's just a pure coincidence that Miami and the Lakers both have... Like I, a, a lead, a, a convincing lead in their respective series right now. Is that not just coincidence? Or what you're saying is that they played late, came back the next year early, got hurt, and it's taken this amount of time, two seasons later, to recover? Uh, to get back to where they were? Even as an no, eight no, seed and no, a seven no, seed? No, no, no. What I'm saying is what I'm saying is this. The Lakers last year made a miscalculation. But generally speaking, what I'm saying is this. I'm, I literally just laid it out for you. We we People openly mock the Lakers championship in 2020. They openly mock the bubble experience, period, and whoever went far. And in 2021, we're here propping up Phoenix and, and Milwaukee like they're these juggernauts, and maybe they're not. Phoenix, well, they're not. Mil- Milwaukee just got bounced in the first round. By an eighth seed. Right. And Milwaukee got bounced in the bubble by the same team, which was a fifth seed at the mm-hmm. time. So it's like... Maybe we should look at teams with LeBron James and Anthony Davis on it and a team like Miami with a a stable culture like they have. Denver was a good collection of talent, a two-time MVP who we saw subsequently after that. And a player who you mentioned who just came back from injury from that time. And Boston, who has had sustained success for a while, although they haven't broken through for a championship, and say, oh, yeah, those teams were worthy to be there. That season isn't a fraud season. The 2021 season is the fraudulent season. Nothing to do with now. Those two. Yeah, so I I really don't look at the bubble season as a fraudulent season. But most people do, and they ridicule the Lakers for winning. Dude, there was a Laker fan in a Kobe jersey telling LeBron to get a real championship. That he was saying that the one he won wasn't real. Yeah, I understand there's a lot of people that discount it. I'm not with like you, where you think it was like the hardest one ever to win, and it was the purest form. I'm just saying this. Whether it was the 2020 bubble championship... Or if it was 2021 and you're making a very compelling case that a lot of good teams and a lot of good players were hurt and and you could actually maybe even look at why they were hurt based on how long they played, how much they played, and how early they started the next season. You're making a very compelling case. I get it. But I, I wouldn't even discount the 21 championship and here's why. You because would or would not? Would not. Why? Because teams get hurt, players get hurt, uh, teams get hot. I'm not taking anything away from Giannis and Milwaukee. It's just that they that was a good year for them, that other teams got hurt, got injured. 
All I'm saying played is later. plenty of people, including people in our industry, have discounted LeBron and the Lakers and any of those teams that went deep in the bubble. And yes, the bubble was harder. It was harder than that next year. Well, why don't you just tell all these people that discount this championship? To go to hell. Tell the guy wearing the Kobe jersey yeah. who's yelling at LeBron to get a real championship. Right. Tell him to go to hell. I just did. I mean, let him know. If you don't believe in the bubble championship year in Orlando, go to hell. If you think that the 2021 championship is legit. No, I didn't say it's not legit. Well, I was just trying to exaggerate. I just think that's what you do. This is where you take things too far. Right. But you were following me intently, but did not follow the point. Well, I was trying to to correlate it to today. It wasn't about today. You know, it was it's just those. I'm talking about that. People discount the Lakers championship, including some damn Laker fans. And what I'm saying is don't discount it. Because clearly, they weren't. They shouldn't be discounted if the roster is built right. They shouldn't be discounted for having played in an environment that was isolated. That's tougher to me, man, than sleeping in your own bed and playing in an empty arena. That's tougher. You're away from your family for months at a time. That can't be easy for everyone. The Clippers freaking quit in the bubble. Literally. Quit. Got their coach fired. I know, but they were also out in the first round this year. What's the correlation? There's no correlation to this year. <laughs> God, I hate you. Royce Tony's going to be so happy because I'm just going to keep poking at you today because that's some real hardcore basketball nerd stuff, no, but I buy it. really hardcore nerd No, but I buy it. You actually, stuff. I'm telling you right now, you're making a compelling case. I understand what you're saying. I would never think of it in those terms, but I hear you and I tend to agree with a lot of what you're saying. I'm just not taking anything away from anybody who wins any championship because injuries happen along the way. Coming up next, Cappy had some press room interactions beyond this Woj thing. But wait until I tell you what Rachel Nichols said to me Mm. about you. Okay, I can't wait to hear. And Steve Kerr complaining about the officials, telling the Lakers that they were floppers. We'll hear it from the coach himself next. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! Splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Damn, Mario just went at you, dog. Mario did. Just went at you. The great Mario Ruiz. Mario, of course, we got LAFC on 11-10 tonight and the ESPN LAF coverage starts at 7 p.m. Tonight's the U.S. Open Cup, not the Concafa Cup. Concafa Cup. What is it? Concacaf. Concacaf. Concafa Cup. <laughs> you gutless, Caffy. Gutless. It's a live imagery Tuesday with shit out of a cap. 
Also, a Lakers celebration Tuesday, thanks to Michael Ultra, and it's Billy Joel's birthday. Happy birthday, Billy Joel. How, yeah. many, how many straight concerts are you going to perform? How many what concerts? He has like the record, right, for performing like 30 straight nights. Happy oh, really? was trying to take you somewhere else. No, I didn't really understand the word he said before. said straight. Yeah. Like the Cal Ripken record. How many straight concerts has he done? Yeah, I didn't hear the word straight. I couldn't get oh, that. Oh. Concafa Cup. Billy Joel turned 74 today. <laughs> he did 30 nights? Where? He did like Madison Square Garden or something? Yeah. Really? LAFC's bat. No, you do it. Well, Mario was just in here. Do it, do it. And he looked at me and he's like, hey, Cappy, <laughs> are you just a soccer dad or did you actually play the game? And I looked at him and I said, what do you think? Sucker. Check me out. What do you think? You're a soccer dad. Yeah, probably, pretty much. That's but it. you, you could have played soccer. You were a kicker. That's right. Kicker. Kicker. As a soccer dad, are you responsible for like having the Capri Suns ready and all oh, those the things? Oh, the snack box is big, man. I went from being the dad who was in charge of the Capri Suns to later on, I was the dad mixing up the protein shakes in the parking lot. Now they the do games. protein shakes. No more Capri Suns. No, 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 no. It got competitive. It got for reals. You know, so I was mixing up those protein shakes. I was uh, using the Theragun on the girls. You know what I mean? Like, they'd come up to me after the game. They'd be like, hey, can you, like, Theragun me? Okay. And I would do that. That's very helpful. Because I would stretch them. Yeah. I was a real contributor. You never offered to stretch me. Although you did do the thing. That'll play at the Mandy's when you were uh, massaging me. When I cracked your neck? Cracked my neck, trying to get the <laughs> knot out. That will be in the Mandy's? Oh, I guarantee you. When you yell out, I'm str- What did you say? Uh, I forgot now. The I have other, to go to the clip. I don't know. The other day, though, I said something so dumb on the air that I didn't realize how dumb it was when just I said it. Just the other day? Yeah, it was just a couple days ago. Oh, you said it, you're mounting me. No, oh, that I mounted you that day. That's <laughs> yeah. true. I did mount you. Um, <laughs> but, but the other day, on Friday, when we were out at Solita down in Orange County, yeah. and George gets guacamole on yeah, his computer, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so and, he, and he, I'm like, I didn't even see anything with guacamole, and this all played out on a promo. And uh, you're like, anybody got a wipey or something? I'm like, yo, you want me to spit on it? Like, And I don't know why. Like, I didn't even think about it at the time. But then I hear Morales in the promo. <laughs> and I'm like, that was pretty damn funny. <laughs> Unintentionally. Yeah, yeah Sedano, are you ready to do Masterclass NBA? No, we got to find out. I want you to be in here because apparently Cappy had a thing with Rachel Nichols yesterday. Oh. Oh, you guys got to hear this, you know. So I'm like one of these guys. I don't really. You were pro- in schmooze mode yesterday. Well, apparently. I didn't like the fact that Ramona told everybody that I was a turtler. Yeah. You know, so you wanted to you wanted to get out of your shell, right? I wanted to unturtle, yeah. if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, right? yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So uh, I'll tell you, the first guy I ran into last night before the game is this coach Dave Miller. Oh yeah, he just texted me a little while What's ago. What's his story? Oh, you too. He texted you. What's too. that guy's deal? He's a former coach. And he was I, on how the did Lakers, he get your number? He was on the Lakers broadcast for a little while on Spectrum. How did he get my number? Yeah, um, good guy, dude. He's last smart. night we're standing there talking, and he sees me, and he says, "Hey, I got to talk to you, pal." Right, and he grabs me. He's a, he. I love his energy. He's got energy, right? Like you, you feel like a coach is telling you you better listen, right. to what he's saying. And so he kind of he grabbed me and he told me, "Hey, Cap, listen, um, I know the guys on the station don't want to hear this, but I'm just telling you, this is this yeah. is Dave Miller talking, yeah, not yeah, me." Yeah. He says, "I'm telling you, as a basketball coach, when I hear you talk basketball on the radio, yeah. you are far and away the smartest <laughs> basketball guy." He said that everybody to everybody at seven ten. <laughs> Correct. All right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Um, then I'm sure that's what he said. That is precisely what he said. Yeah. 
Then Ramona Shelburne yeah. says to me, because uh, she loves doing this. She wants to introduce you. She She's wa- like a mom. She is so proud of me. Yeah. You know, she yeah. like wants to show me off like I'm the shiny new it's toy. It's like you're, she's the Jewish mom and you're the Jewish son. Right. Right. She's like, At come the bar mitzvah. Right. Let me introduce you to the bar mitzvah yeah. boy. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she goes, there's Woj. <laughs> so she goes running towards Woj. She's right. like grabbing my hand, yeah, like yeah. yanking me through the, the right. freaking thing. Right. Speed up the Woj story because okay. we've already heard it once. Long story short yeah, is yeah. I stand there with Woj. I got nothing to talk to Woj about. Nothing. I got no reason to be there with Woj. None. Right. So then at the end of it all, yeah. I'm standing there at this table right. and I'm not comfortable. I don't want to talk to Woj. I don't need to talk Is to Woj. Is this coach. after I saw you in the in the media? Yeah, room? then you introduced me to this guy, Bill Somebody. Bill Ryder, who's one of Greg's guys. I used to work with him. Bill Ryder's a good guy. Actually, Bill Ryder. I, did I did I work with him? I didn't work with him, but he covered LeBron when he left Cleveland. So I met him back then, way so, back when. So you introduced me to this Bill I mean, Ryder, Ryder could guy. be a big piece of a puzzle one day. You never know. Yeah, and I I'm like, it's hey man. I, so I do what I always do. Hey man, good to see you, bro. How you been, man? Hey. Good to see you. You know, like I act yeah. like we're buddies. Right. So like I, old buddies. Speed it up. The Sedano and Writer show. Get but to I, the point, Cappy. But I feel more comfortable hanging out with the chef yeah. who happened to be slicing the tri-tip right. very thin with that yeah, really yeah. nice chimichurri sauce. Did you have some of the cake that was there the Lakers had for us? No cake. Okay. Just tri-tip. Okay. Me and the chef talked it out a little bit. We've already made Cappy's our game not plan. big on the cake. No. Uh, Aerosmith. We're, me and the chef are going to Aerosmith together on December 7th down at the Forum. Will he have the chimichurri sauce? He probably will. Okay. Then I see Rachel Nichols. Yes. This is in the media room. Correct. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you guys right now, I don't know Rachel Nichols. Right. I know who she is. Right. I've right. seen her on TV all Does these years. Does she know who you are? She don't know who I am. Oh, okay. I'm, and I'm nobody. So she looks at me. I look at her. She kind of makes a nod. I kind of make a nod. <laughs> and she goes, I see you everywhere. And I say, I see you around too. <laughs> 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 right? Uh-huh. So she puts out her hand and she goes, I'm Rachel. And I said, I'm Scott. And she said, so like, what's your deal? And I'm like, well, um, you know, I'm uh, part of Sedano and Cap. Were you um, stumbling around like this? Just like this? Yeah, kind okay. of. Like, oh, I'm a little wow. nervous now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm. I'm talking to Rachel she, Nichols. She gave you a uh, a Jim Harbaugh, Pete Carroll, what's your deal? Yeah, like yeah. kind of what's your story, pal? Yeah, yeah. You know, and I tell her, I'm, I go, I don't know if you listen to the radio. And she goes, oh, you're Cap from Sedano and Cap. She goes, okay, yeah. As a matter of fact, I listen every day. I'm like, well, yeah, everybody does. Like, I get it. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then she says to me. I'm the number one fan in the George Sedano fan club. And the, way she, and the way she said it, she walked away from me. It was dramatic. It was slow motion. She was like, we shook hands. We said hello. We said some pleasantries, et cetera, et cetera. I told her who I was, like why I was around all the time. And she goes, I'm the number one fan. She's walking away. I'm the number one fan of the George Sedano fan club. And she's walking away as she's telling me this. Yeah. Like as if to say, I don't want anything to do with you. Yeah. Okay. I hear you on the radio. All right, tough guy. I don't need anything to do with you. But I'm the number one fan of George Sedano. As fan she's like, club. this is my time to get away now. Right. Yeah. I know who you are now. That's exactly what happened. I, listen, I would not be on television in the NBA if it wasn't for Rachel Nichols. So why would she do? She <laughs> she put me on her show. Oh, so she gave me an opportunity to become the NBA insider that I am. Without her, it never happens. Wow. Well, she's the number one fan of I, my man Sedano. I, I am the number one fan of Rachel Nichols. Right okay. back. She knows that. All right. So I've always told her I'm. I've got her back. I'm glad that we could find another Rachel that doesn't truly like you. <laughs> I mean, did she really say, like, I see you everywhere? Because, like, where are you, Cap? Where else well, are you? Well, if you follow our social media, you do see a lot of Cap. 
Yeah, but that's just social media. The way he said it, it made it seem like he's everywhere, as in like you know, all well, over LA. Well, there is billboards. Well, especially in that arena. Well, the other part of it is, is that the truth of the matter is, baseball is that <laughs> me and Rachel Nichols, we only see each other at Laker games. Yeah, but lately. We've not had any real interaction, yeah. but there's been a lot of nonverbal communication right. between she and I. Right. Just with the so eyes. So it finally happened. The communication actually happened. So finally, yeah. there was a, a touch of hands. Yeah. There was eye contact. Yes. There was introductions. Yes. And then there was an escape. Yeah. She freaking she was bailed like, on me. Yeah, she's like, I'm out here. I'm the number one George Sedano fan. I actually saw her after the game in the tunnel and, uh, you know, said hello. We chit-chatted for a while because we're good like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did she mention seeing Cappy? She's my homegirl. She did not bring that up. Really? Yeah. She did. Don't, you find, I, don't I, you find that odd? I, I swear to God, that you did, I am not even. That is not even a bit. Like FaceTime she did not. I'm not going to FaceTime. Like normal FaceTime conversation Rachel. would be. Oh yeah, I, I ran into your partner earlier, uh, right. Scott, right? Right. Yeah. And you'd be like, Oh yeah, Cappy. oh yeah, yeah, Cappy. Right. But she, she didn't. No, she ran. When this is what I'm getting at. Yeah. When well, Rachel Nichols, she basically just implied to you. Um, because she's the number one fan in the George Sedano fan club, right. that she will shiv you for me if you if you mess around. Make no mistake. Yeah. What Rachel Nichols was saying was, first, before she knew who I was, which yeah. again, I'm nobody, but before she knew my name, she was like, this guy looks like he's pretty hot. Like she was checking me out, right? Then once I told her who I was, I'm like, hey, yeah, I'm Sedano's on-air partner, blah, blah, blah. She's like, I'm out of here. You know, clearly wanted nothing to do with me. Prior to knowing who I was, Probably was into me. Once she found out who I was, into wanted you. nothing to do with me. Oh, man. Yeah, like into me. Like, hey, this is a nice looking guy. Let's say hello. What's your deal? Okay. You don't think so? I don't think so. Really? Mm-mm. Well, she said, I've been seeing you around like everywhere. So clearly she's seen I've me. I've seen you around. What's your deal? Right. Okay. It's kind of the way, exactly the way it was said. Okay. Whatever Maybe she was say. being nice. Maybe she was being nice. Yeah. Maybe. She seemed nice. She's you, very you nice. You are really a piece of work. You know that. Why you is are. That? That's you what are. I, mean, I was thinking. Honestly, what? What you just said earlier? What I say? You're basically saying that Rachel Nichols was hitting on you. That's yeah. all I'm saying. I'm saying she was I checking mean, that me out. That is exactly what you're saying. No, she's looking me up and down. She's like, who are? Who is this guy? You mean in like a condescending way? No, I mean like I'm looking at this guy. Like, who he is this guy? She like, she's sizing you up. Right. Sizing me up. Not checking you out. Sizing you up. Yeah, that's different. Go. Yeah, it they, is different, but I don't think he thinks that. I think he really thinks she was she was checking him out. No, I don't believe you think that. Why not? Down. See, he does. Why? Because you got the Ken Caminiti uh, goatee on. I don't know. Last <laughs> night I was. Last night I had. A, I think I had a little bit of a look last oh, night. You know, geez. I wearing my You're white Air yourself. Force ones. Yeah. with some jeans and an untucked shirt and a sport jacket. And yeah, yeah, look at the goat. Yeah, look at the goatee. All right. Come By the way, get this real quick. Yeah, just because he mentioned the sports coat and yeah. everything. Uh huh. I ran upstairs at the, to get my stuff, and he said, oh, I have the car pulled up for you when you get out of the elevator. I did. Mm-hmm. He had changed out of that outfit into his driving shirt. Yeah. Like a t-shirt, an old San Diego Padres t-shirt or something. <laughs> and I'm like, R- you changed? He's like, yeah, I changed for the drive. Okay. That's odd, isn't took it? Took my shoes yeah, off. That's weird. Took my socks off. Yeah. Then took, took my collar. I can understand if you're doing like a plane ride. Right. I mean, you know, not like. <laughs> no, not I don't want to drive with my shoes and my socks. Okay. Not comfortable. All right. All right. Coming up next, the award-winning radio Tinder, and then we'll get to Steve Kerr accusing the Lakers of <gasps> flopping. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. 
That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Little after 5.30 p.m. in the Southland. Shit out of a cappy, a live imaging Tuesday. On a Lakers celebration Tuesday. We like to play a TV theme for Radio Tinder, but this time we're going to do this. On this day in 1980, the original Friday the 13th was released in theaters. So that's the ones with Jason, right? Yeah. Yeah. The plot line never made sense. Why not just get away from him? Chris, who was the original killer in Friday the original? Oh, I know. Do you know the answer, Chris? I don't. It was the mom. Oh, really? Yep. Jason's mom. Jason's mom. Yeah. Jason's mom's got it going on like Stacy's mom? No, bro. You didn't want to mess with Jason's mom. She was going to yoke you. She was like, mommy, with her eyes all bugging out of her head and stuff. That was actually the scariest one of them all, and he wasn't even the killer. In the end, when she's in the boat, the girl's in the boat, and then he comes out of the water and is like, Spoiler alert if you haven't seen the movie in 40 years. (laughs) Wait, that's what happened? It was the mom? You didn't know that? Are you serious? You guys I mean, just I didn't know. I was going to watch it tonight. Yeah, she I'm sure. Hearing voices. I was going to watch Friday the 13th Never. tonight. No. And I didn't know that was the Just mom. make Rachel put on a Jason mask. Anyway, oh. you could follow. <laughs> she'll stab you. Sounds hot. <laughs> <laughs> you can follow her at Lindsay Baseball on Twitter or Instagram. Don't forget about our no. sponsor, Tequila Mandala. Always swipe right on Tequila Mandala. I had a sip of the Anejo last night. Oh, so smooth. Take it away, producer Lindsay. Do you hear the way he anglicized that? Thanks, Christopher. Which part? The Anejo? Anejo. I'm having some Anejo. That's not what I said. I said Anejo. You said Anejo. What do you want? Anejo. Anejo. Well, sorry, I didn't say Anejo. Anejo. Not an N-A. An N-A. This coming from the guy who calls Julio Urias. Julio Urias. Yeah. Cappy, by the way, uh, someone on Twitter just sent me a message and says, hey, I understand what Cappy went through meeting Rachel Nichols. I would be intimidated too. I met Alex Curry last night. She's a young lady who works at Fox Sports. And I was stuttering like I was testifying in front of Congress. I know. That's why I don't talk to Malika Andrews. I can't talk to her. Yeah. She was sitting next to me during the game. She's just, I can't. By the way, I I didn't realize Lindsay and Greg were sitting behind me. Why didn't you come up and say hello? No, you realized that. You just Um, blew them off. No, I swear to God, I didn't know. He was in front of us. He couldn't have seen us. could, they were behind us. Yeah, I mean he was like multiple know. rows, so I didn't know. He was have... like important NBA guy mode, yeah, yeah. and I and because because Greg goes, is that is that George? Is that Sedano? And I was like, yeah, he's wearing a turtleneck. He changed into the turtleneck. You changed into no, a turtleneck. I was wearing a jacket. Well, it was like the way that it looked from behind. It was like yeah. looked like one of the it little had a little over. like collar yeah. thing. Yeah. Looked yeah. like he was and riding then Stephen one of those, A like, was uh, wearing this incredible red suit in front of us right. in the row in front of us. I didn't see Stephen A. Oh yeah, hmm. he was very just. Uh, Disappointed in his uh, New York New York team. I'm sure he was. Him. Yeah. Well, speaking of that. Yeah. 
I want to talk about that, okay? Okay. Um, the Knicks' offense struggled in Game 3 against the Heat, and ESPN NBA analyst Jalen Rose thinks he knows why. After New York shot a woeful 34.1% from the field on Saturday and 20% from three-point range, Rose boldly attributed their struggles to a lack of acclimation to the Heat in Miami, and he was not talking about his on-court opponents. We talk so much about the nightlife and joke about it in Miami, but also when you're the road team, you got to pay attention to that weather and that heat because it causes your muscles to have a little endurance. It affects the endurance of your muscles and causes tiredness. So if you notice the Knicks in particular are making shots in the paint, but they're missing shots outside of the paint. Hmm. Um, Is this one of the worst excuses for a team playing poorly ever? Swipe left or swipe right, Sedano? Um. I, listen, I, what's the, the weather? The weather. No, no, is, wait. What's the it? actual question? The way you framed it, I just want to hear. It. Is this one of the worst excuses for a team playing poorly? Yes, I would swipe right then if that's the case. I just wanted to make sure which way I was swiping. Um, listen. I mean, if you talk to doctors, do they say the heat and humidity can increase inflammation? Okay, maybe, but. They're indoors for three or four hours before the game even starts. Like, I I just feel like this is kind of a strange, like, I, I don't know. He knows better than me. I just feel like this seems like a strange thing. Maybe I grew up there and it doesn't, it never affected me in a way where I felt like it was debilitating. Um, I also have never played an NBA game, but this sounds weird. Like, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe we should get a doctor on. Do you, do I don't you buy struggle it. getting I don't your, buy it. getting your uh, points up in the paint when you're playing yeah. street ball in Miami versus when you're playing out here in California? Uh, no, I mean, well, I mean, how often do you play? I don't really play anymore. So and, and, how, and when you go back to Miami, how frequently do you play? I don't play anymore at all. Okay, I so then I, I guess when I was forty, I guess then you're not really going to be able to answer this question. Sonata right. used to be a big street baller though with the Trudell. They were on a team, really. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's not true. No, Trudell plays in like some Trudell league, play. right? Trudell got, I think. It's, he got like his lip busted. Where was it? He was playing with McMinniman somewhere, and he got McMiniman. like hurt. I don't remember what happened. Well, you know how it feels um, to get your lip busted by McMinniman. So, uh, Cappy. <laughs> McMinniman. Tweet comes in and says the Knicks are miss are are missing their <laughs> you know shots are? because of you're, tropicals. You're is what you are. The <laughs> absolutely gutless. The Knicks are miss. This is a tweet that rolls in. The Knicks are missing their shots because of tropical depression. Spo. That's that sounds about right. Um, yeah. Look, I don't know, Cappy. This seems I'm, cockamamie I'm gonna, to me. No, but. not to me. I'm gonna I'm gonna swipe left, and here's why. Okay. Here's what Jalen Rose is saying. And I understand superstars when they try and communicate, and apparently I'm the only one that does. Oh, okay, go ahead. What he's saying is, when you go to Miami, and you go out at night, and you drink and party because you're enjoying the nightlife of Miami, which, by the way, guys, it's a business trip. Let's grow up here, okay? When you go out and party and drink, and you dehydrate yourself, and then you don't sleep as much, and then you don't rehydrate, and you got to play in an NBA game, all of those factors is what creates tiredness. Actually, he, he, he prefaced it by saying, we're not talking about the partying and the nightlife. Not only talking about that. We're talking about all of it. And that creates tiredness. Mm-hmm. I understand what Jalen Rose is saying. Okay. Whatever you say. Not Kevin. a bad excuse. Okay. All right, so Noah Syndergaard's season in L.A. has been pretty underwhelming so far. Not counting his start today, he's allowed 40 hits and 22 earned runs over his first 31 and a third innings. Good for a 6.32 ERA over six starts. Can I call a 20-second timeout? Sure. I just decided to randomly Google this. And? Can heat and humidity make you tired? I mean, the answer is yes, in my opinion. Yeah, of course it I think it it does, but again, the fact that you're playing inside. No, but what is inside? It's, It's a climate. 
But, but what is what does the climate outside have? Well, anything the climate to do? indoors is different, but it can contribute to feelings of low energy and lethargy. But what I would say is, if you're in, it affects you if once you're outdoors. But once you're indoors, like NBA players are for three straight hours before they even hit the floor, that that's that's the thing I think people are taking exception with. That's common sense. Well, hey, listen, Jalen Rose is a daily listener to the Sedano and Cap Show. I know this because I ran into Jalen Rose out here in L.A. Live just a few weeks ago because we were talking about how I was going to get the same haircut that he has. Did he he come up to you and say, hey, I just see you everywhere? No, no, he did not. He did not. I walked up to him and I was like, yo, Jalen, let's talk about that hairdo because I want to rock it myself. Yeah. And he told me he was a daily listener. And so I'm sure he's going to hear you and that you don't know. You know, he don't know. All right, what's next, Lindsay? Sorry, right. finish up the la- the second one. So as I was talking about Noah Syndergaard, um, he recently opened up about some of the mental blocks that he's trying to overcome, and he told the LA Times that in an attempt to clear that block, he's tried everything, including hypnosis. Would you ever consider undergoing hypnosis to overcome a mental block? Swipe left or swipe right, Cappy? Swipe right, 100%. Have done hypnosis. Oh, tell us all about it. To get over a mental block. Go ahead. Did it work? Um, I think it did. I think it did. Um, when I was in college, I was probably like, I don't know, 21 years old or so. I had like this terrible, terrible game. Got hurt. Should have told the coaches that I was hurt. Didn't want to give up my job. It just made things worse. And I just didn't know if I was going to be able to get over it. Like seriously, like mentally, wow. I did not know if I, cause we didn't have, there was nobody back then. And sports psychologists nothing. or whatever, right? Yeah. So I had some dentist who was like this wannabe sports psychologist and he like put me through like some sort of hypnosis stuff and visualization stuff. He didn't give stuff. you the laughing gas or the funny gas? Um, I asked for it, of course. Did he take, Ooh. did he take pictures of you while you were asleep? <laughs> while I was out. Yes. While I was out. But the thing is, is that it was on a manual camera back then. So he has to take it to a drugstore and have the pictures developed. He still got them somewhere. Yeah. You're on my phone sleeping. Should I post this? Should I post this picture? Yeah, post it in the circle of trust. What do you think? I'd prefer to see them ahead of time. I okay. Mean. All right. Got anyway, it. yes. Hypnosis. Get Believe it. in it. Okay. How about you, uh, Yeah, I would do it for sure. Um, swipe right. I mean, if I had a mental block on something to get over it, I'd do whatever it takes to get over it. So, so like, what if they asked you to do the ESPN Daily podcast and you just were not, you weren't really like feeling it or you were having a hard time delivering the lines, you'd try hypnosis? Absolutely. I wish my daughter hey would get hypnotized. I'm George Sedano. Right now, my daughter will not fly on an airplane. She needs CBT, just like I need it with the driving. You don't need hypnosis. Uh, hypnotizing it could help, but a CBT could help too. Cognitive behavioral therapy. Yeah. Do you By know, the way, she will not drive. She will not fly home yeah, from New Orleans. Yeah, you. She told is me. driving. Yeah. from New Orleans. Yeah, it's crazy. It's wild. Um, by the way, Radio Tinder is presented by Tequila Mandala. Always swipe right on Tequila Mandala. Award-winning small batch premium sippy tequila made from the finest mature agaves available everywhere fine tequilas are sold. Visit their website at tequilamandala.com. Lindsay, I know you have one more. I wanted to get that in there real quick before I would Cappy, you okay, could so- remake one hour photo of that movie. Oh, that movie's creepy. I was creepy. thinking that exact thing when he talked about developing the pictures. That right. movie's super weird and creepy. He probably had one of those, what, what, what did they used to call them? The developing room? Whatever they would call them. Yeah, the black probably, room? Is that what black room. Yeah. He probably had one of those in the like the 80s and What's and the 70s. name of this movie? One hour photo with Robin Williams. Yeah. One hour photo. Yeah, he's like the he's the guy who de- develops the pictures oh. and he like keeps pictures of certain people. That's so cappy. It's so cappy. Is weird. the mom the killer in the end? Because if not, I'll watch it tonight. No. Okay. <laughs> okay. So this one, um, we can expound on this in the next segment if you guys want to. But yesterday, prior to tip off of Game Four, I noticed an interesting report from Chris Haynes on TNT that had Twitter buzzing. Here is what he said. Now, if the Lakers were able to win the whole thing, 
win the championship, I was told by a high-ranking source within the organization that they would extend a championship ring to all players who were on the roster at any point during this season. So that means if the Lakers win the whole thing, Russell Westbrook, Patrick Beverly, and others will receive a championship ring. All right, so let's say if, if, big if, the Lakers won the championship and you were Russ or Pat Bev, would you accept the ring? Swipe left or swipe right, George? I would accept it. I'll swipe right. I would accept it, but... I mean, it's not like I'd, I'd wear it. I would accept it because I was part of the team. If the team was willing to do that, then okay. I If they're willing to offer, I will accept. Um, but I don't know if I would wear it. Yeah, how would you feel about that? Like, I got this ring. I, I actually... Yeah, I, listen, you know what? It. I think that to steal a line from Giannis, right? Everything is a building block, right? Everything is, uh, you know, a goal, right? And you say, okay, this season was a failure for me on a number of levels, and this will be something I use to remember that to try to overcome said failure. I like that answer, that you'd use it as motivation. Happy, yeah. how about you? First of all, the report. Who's the reporter? That was Chris Haynes before the broadcast. Lame. The report. Lame. Not the reporter. We, I don't know. I don't know Chris he Haynes. He said a high Well, I will not source. allow you to call him lame. Well, I'm just telling you. Especially if you don't know. know him. I don't know. I'm not saying he's lame as a person. I'm saying the report is lame. Okay. It's like a high-ranking official told me that they're going to give rings to guys that aren't on the team. Gee, that's information I can't live without before this game. But people were talking about it. I mean, people people official. were talking about it because, what, again. What is your issue with a high-ranking official? Yeah, break. Like, a high-ranking official had the time to tell me about the rings. It's super important. I mean, okay. I, I like Chris Haynes a lot, but I, I kind of go. I like Cappy's energy on Lame. this one. I like Cappy's energy. You don't like, but everyone was talking about that story all week because Pat Bev talked about it. Well, guess what? Um, I thought there were more important things to be talking about before the game than Pat Beverly getting a ring from the Lakers. Hey, by the way, have the Lakers won the championship yet? Is this series over? Did I miss something? I, I, Cappy's fired up on this. I, I find it shocking that he's fired up on this. Yeah. But I do like it. Okay. Like, well, you're bringing like, you the passion what? and you're bringing the energy. It's about time. Welcome to the show. Oh. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. You know, it's like, hey, welcome to the playoffs. Hey. You know, this is playoff cap. I was going to say, go. playoff cap. No, 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 come on. Arrived. We let Slee have his playoff Okay. All right. Playoff Slee. <laughs> Postseason Cappy? Maybe. Wait a minute. Postseason <laughs> is a baseball term. Why does only Slee get to be playoff Slee? Because it started during the bubble playoffs when they didn't have the 10 a.m. show and we were asking them to fill in, we were creating the 10 a.m. show at the time and Slee had never done five days a week and he was doing post-game and I think it might have been his first season doing post and then coming back the next morning at 9 a.m. and we started branding him because of playoff Rondo. I started calling him playoff Slee and it stuck. So it was it was like our first Sliwa bit. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So okay, we want I mean, we want the kid to have. They call, it. It they call everyone him. playoff so and so playoff Jimmy, playoff LeBron, playoff but playoff sleep. Rondo was a big thing as we know back then. Yeah. Okay, playoff sleep. All right, we're way over the break again. So uh, real quick, coming up next, we can expand on this. I'd love to hear more if you've got more, Cappy. Plus, Mark Spears supposed to join us, right? All right, let's do this, Lord. Can I do this after Mark Spears so we can go right to break and get Mark Spears on since we're already two minutes late? Let's do that. Spears in two minutes. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is a live imaging Tuesday on Shinado and Cap on 710 ESPN. And it's a Lakers celebration Tuesday. Thanks to our friends at Mickey Love Ultra. We're going to break down the Lakers even more. Since we're talking about rings, Laura's exactly got the music right. bumping. That's good. Shinado, take it away. Thank you, Christopher. All right, Mark Spears, friend of the program, Anscape.com, and of course, ESPN NBA Insider. Uh, before we get to like the series, we were just having the conversation about um, Russell Westbrook and Pat Bev and the report that, you know, I mean, Pat put this out there first, that they would accept the Lakers rings and that apparently now the Lakers have, uh, you know, according to report, offered up said rings for anybody who was on the team. How do you feel about Pat Bev and Russ, if the Lakers win a championship, getting rings? It's a kiss of death. Y'all talking about that right now. Damn right. You tell them, dude. <laughs> you tell them. That's what I tried to explain. Hey, it's this, nobody Why listens to me. about rigs right yes. now? Like, come on, Come man. on, man. For real. That's that, that, that Chris Hayes got you into that web, See? Lakers fans. See, I'm blaming Chris Hayes. Me too. I told, listen, I told Sedano like, here it's lame. The whole report is lame. I don't think the report is. Come on, we're talking about rings now? Pat Bev was talking about it. So what? What is he, a newsmaker? We need to talk about Pat Bev? Yeah, we did. We talked about it, didn't we? Yeah, but not last night. I don't know. Mark, what do you think, man? Well, Chris Haynes is my boy, so I'm not going to call him lame, you know. But uh, in terms of, I don't know, man. Uh, You know, when I got married... I dated for a while before I brought the ring up, you know. (laughs) 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 I ain't ain't talking about no ring until I'm pretty sure that, you know, it's going to (laughs) happen. I don't know, man. So you're saying just slow down. Uh The Lakers have even had this conversation and that they decided that, yes, we will. To me, that's a kiss of death right there. Yeah, they might as well start telling everybody publicly, we're already talking to the police department, and we're already talking to first responders yeah. about the parade that's going to happen on this date. Like, Chick- like what are we yeah, doing Chick here? Hearn, we're getting, getting Chick Hearn ready. You know what I mean? Chick Hearn Street. Like, come on, man. It's too early. <laughs> uh, all right, so is it too early to call? It, 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 it sounds like It sounds like when... When uh, John Morant said all he was worried about was the Celtics. Right, he wasn't worried about the West. Right. Um, Is it too early to call this a series? You mean say it's... Like to say it's a wrap. And Warriors, Warriors, um, you know, I was in Oklahoma City when they did it before, but it's, it's hard, man. It's like, look, the way they've played, to me, doesn't suggest that they have a minute to do it. Right. Like, all of a sudden, they're going to get disciplined. All of a sudden, they're going to make better decisions. All of a sudden, they're not going to mess with the refs. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? And and I think I saw a stat that I used on SportsCenter today that um, I think LeBron is 17-0 and 0 up 3-1. Oh, wow. So, I mean, that's pretty substantial. I just... I can't see a LeBron James-led team losing three straight to anybody. The way they're playing right now, the way he's squeezing this team, the way AD is, you know, playing like I just – I I don't 
when, before the see this uh, playoff started, I said that the uh, there was nothing about the Warriors that suggested that they could repeat as champs. And and I really felt that way. I see them a lot. I live in the Bay Area, and it's just it's what I'm seeing right now. It's just a lack of consistency, turnovers, bad chemistry, the rotations messed up, no size, like. All their your warts don't heal once the playoffs, and, and I think the Lakers are, you know, the, the playoffs are about matchups, and with AD and with the the Lakers' discipline and experience, you know, perhaps the Lakers are just a bad matchup for them. Yeah, and I think one of the things you just said, all the different things that have gone wrong so far, the one thing that the Warriors are completely reliant on, or so it would seem, is are they knocking down threes or are they not? You know, and on a night like last yeah. night where Clay has nine points and and he's shooting up threes while Steve Steve Kerr's throwing up his arms like, what are you doing? And you got nothing from Jordan Poole. I mean, if they could come out and hit a whole bunch of threes, they could probably win another game. But they're completely reliant on that, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I think the Warriors probably should have won the game last night. And there were some mistakes they made. That probably are biting them now, one of which, um, you know, I think they – I actually like the starting lineup. I like going small. I think there was some fatigue that came with Anthony Davis with that because he kept getting put into so many, screen, you know, pick and rolls that he had to expend his, uh, so much energy defensively that it caused him to, like, get limited to, like, four points in the second half. So I think that worked. But, you know, Gary Payton came out around 8.40 or so, I think, 8.30. And I, I thought he was a difference maker. He brought 15 points as well. He got layups, which is something that the Warriors aren't getting. And then they didn't bring him back in. Lonnie Walker gets hot. They don't bring him back in. I, I didn't understand that. And I think that uh, they make this chess move, but then at the end of the game, you don't stick with it. And I think that ended up costing them. Yeah, it was very odd. Mark Spears joining us here, Anscape, and of course ESPN NBA Insider. By the way, you were right. Uh, it was 17-0. LeBron James, most postseason series wins without a loss when holding a 3-1 series lead. LeBron, 17-0. Kareem, 16-0. Magic, 13-0 is the top three. Um, you mentioned Lonnie Walker, and obviously he was the story of the night. Incredible kid. Um, so worthwhile um, in regards to just his ability to stay in the moment and be ready. But the antithesis of that is someone you named, which I could not be more disappointed in from a Warriors perspective as an NBA fan, and that's Jordan Poole. And in his postgame, yeah. in his, you know, Lonnie Walker's the epitome of professionalism, right? Hasn't played in yeah. forever, goes out there, balls out, and just, you know, relishes the moment that he gets. Meanwhile, Jordan Poole, after the game, is being asked about his struggles, and he said, I'm not getting enough playing time. When this dude after game one has had so more more turnovers than shots made, I think. Like, this is, like, the lack of self-awareness yeah. to me is wild. Now, you, you're around those guys. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm not trying to say I get Draymond, but maybe I kind of get what Draymond, you know, what, you know, the issue with Draymond earlier this season, you know? Yeah. Well, you know, you get to see people's true colors in the midst of adversity. Yeah. And so from a warrior standpoint, when you see, I talked to Gary Payton and when he says that Steve Kerr says, Hey, we're going to start you. And he says, whatever you need me to do, coach, I'll do it. 
He said he didn't get excited about starting because he wants to do whatever coach wants him to do. Yeah. M- Moses Moody. Moses Moody has a great playoff. Makes you wonder why didn't they play Moses Moody earlier this season? Because mm. it's been about Jordan Poole scoring and his new contract and you know, um also, you know, he had the fifteenth most popular jersey, so maybe he's feeling himself a little bit. But being in the locker room post game and seeing everybody else dour about the loss and then this dude's playing hip hop music on his phone, like, come on, bro. Like <laughs> like it's like he was trying to get attention. He hadn't been talking all playoffs. Now all of a sudden, when he has a goose egg, he wants to talk. And I think the thing is, man, when it's when it's the playoffs, it's not about you. It's about winning. It's about the matchup. You know, I know uh, Kaminga is certainly frustrated about not playing. I understand that, but you know, the the problem with Jordan is there's been no accountability for his struggle. Correct. Right? You know, it's just like, well, I'm not getting the ball. I'm not getting touches. Why aren't you playing defense? Why aren't you rebounding? What about the turnovers? Like, the the fact that it's like, you know, he's been awful, but there's no talk about being awful. It's Right, I'm it's everyone else's touches. fault I'm, except his. Right. Yeah, I'm. I'm. They're treating me like Vinny the Microwave Johnson. You know, like it's it's disappointing because I think he is an extremely talented player who's rising in popularity, but he's he certainly has fallen shy during the playoffs. And you know, the great David Fredman, a front office guy, told me one time, "You never get too high." And you never get too low about how somebody plays in the postseason. And I think about that a lot and, you know, kind of try to use it. But I think in this situation, you ask the players afterwards, I wonder if they would rather rock with Moses than Jordan. You know what I mean? Oh, I think it seems fairly obvious, Mark. Mm -hmm. I don't think there's any question about that. Like, I think that, you know, the Steph stuff, you heard the story about – um, you know, if you're going to get on this bus for game seven, like you got to be on the same page, whether you play zero minutes or no minutes, all that stuff. So listen, it is what it is. We got to run though. So all I want is this. I want two words. Who wins this series and in how many games at this point? Oh, I'm, I didn't hear the question. You Who wins this series? Two words. Who wins this series and in how many games? Mm, I think the Lakers do it in six. All right, there he is. Mark Spears, check out his work at Anscape.com. Follow him on Twitter, ESPN NBA Insider as well. Thank you, my brother. Always appreciate it. All right, y'all. Take care. Take care. There he is, Mark Spears with us here. Coming up next, Cappy, let's kind of get back into kind of the what went well for the Lakers and how they're kind of being dismissed already in game five. That's next. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 